It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. For a couple years now, about 40% of workers in the United States have been rocking the business on top, pajamas on the bottom look. I'm one of them. In fact, almost every episode of Rico Daily that I've hosted has been taped from the cozy confines of my closet in Brooklyn. But hey, I've gotten the hang of it over the years, and I'm not the only one who's feeling more confident. Ronnie Mola, senior data reporter for Recode and a fellow work from Homer. How's it been going for the other remote workers out there? Generally, people who've worked from home are saying that they've become more productive than they were when they were thrown into remote work at the beginning of 2020. Earlier on, they said they were about 5% more productive, and now they're a whole 10% more productive. At the same time, a lot of companies are also asking that their office workers come back into the office, so there's a lot of tension there. How do we know that workers are actually more productive at home? Like, how do you even measure that? Well, we know that because they're saying they're more productive. Hmm. There's this Stanford professor, Nicholas Bloom. Um, He and some other academics has been asking knowledge workers, people who work on their computers, over the course of the pandemic, how productive they've been relative to working in the office. Okay, well, not to be a Debbie Downer here, but it's totally subjective. You can feel more productive at home, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are more productive at home. Yes, take this data with a grain of salt. The vast majority of people who can work from home want to work from home. So, you know, they might say, of course, I'm more productive there. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do have more objective measurements. There's information about software engineers pushing code, and that went up when they worked from home. Nicholas Bloom also has some data that preceded the pandemic about call center workers and all things being equal. They were more productive if they got to work from home than they wanted to work from home. There's also data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that looks at output per hour worked, and that's gone up as well. And that's just a general measure of productivity. Okay. Bureau of Labor Statistics sounds reliable since this is what they do. So that's one point for remote workers. What do the bosses say? What data are they bringing to the table that backs up the demand or even command to return to offices? So they mostly have come over to the side of, okay, you can be mostly productive working from home. That was sort of proven out because we've been doing it for the last two and a half years. But there's some other stuff that is a bit harder to measure, uh, things like creativity and innovation, loyalty to your company, like how you know working from home isolated from your colleagues impacts your company's culture. They're worried about that sort of stuff. Sure. But couldn't you also argue that letting workers stay remote if that's what they want to do is a great way to build loyalty since they've identified work from home as something that really matters to them? Totally. Um, And we have some data that backs that up. There's data from Slack, who's also been continuously measuring the sentiment of knowledge workers. And they found that people working from home have a much better experience of work. Now that people have been called back to the office, rankings of their experience have just really dropped through the floor. They're reporting their worst employee experience since Slack began collecting this data. I've definitely heard about that from some of my friends who have to go back just a couple days a week. They're required to, and they absolutely hate it. But let's take a step back. The labor market continues to be really tight. So I would imagine that workers are continuing to use their kind of power in their favor to negotiate 
more flexibility when it comes to working from home. Yeah, absolutely. There are a bunch of remote job listings. I think it's something like 20% of job listings on LinkedIn are for remote work and they're getting more than half of the applicants. So if you're, you know, having a hard time hiring people amid the great resignation or the great reshuffle, you might want to offer remote work because you'll get a lot more attention and a lot more people applying. Um, A lot of people say they would quit their jobs if they were made to go back full time. And then Anecdotally, I'm hearing from people that return to work just isn't actually happening. You know, a lot of employers are saying, okay, you got to come in two or three days a week. So people are coming in like one or two days and there doesn't seem to be much punishment going on. No one really is taking it that seriously. No one kind of knows where to draw the line. We also know that companies even like Apple, which has been a little bit tighter about its remote work policy than other smaller tech companies, has had to walk theirs back a little bit just because they've gotten so much opposition. What happens if that balance of power changes? Like the economy is on the verge of going downhill. I think that we're rolling in that direction for sure. But what happens then? What happens if the labor market isn't so tight and companies are struggling? Yeah, if the balance of power changes and employees have less leverage, they'll certainly have less leverage to ask to work remotely. You know, you could see a future in which companies are cutting back and they are much more able to get what they want. And if what they want is people in the office, they'll get people in the office. That said, you could also make the argument that getting rid of office space is a much leaner way to run a business. You could save a bit of money that way. So potentially cost-cutting measures could err on the side of everyone's remote. Well, Ronnie, you've been covering the work from home beat since the beginning of the pandemic. And I know that you made some predictions a couple years ago. Um, oh, I don't want to hear about those. I won't say what they are. But you remember like the, the days when we were talking about, you know, putting up barriers in offices and like more hand sanitizer. And that's how we thought we were going to go back to the office. But we were so, so young. <laughs> we were. Now, what do you think? We've been away from the office for almost two and a half years. Do you think that we're ever going back or should we? Um, well, first, I just want to say that things have sort of fundamentally changed. You know, there's been vaccinations. The nature of COVID that's spreading around is a little different. So that's a long way of apologizing for maybe some bad predictions I made about what the office might look like. But I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal. And by normal, I mean people expected to go back into an office five days a week, nine to five We've just proven that you don't have to do that. So even if you're willing to say, okay, there's a lot of good things about the office, I I just don't think there's like five days a week good things about the office. And I definitely don't think you're going to be able to convince a workforce that's been able to do so for so long to go back, even if you really want them to. And now it sounds like we have the data to prove that we can actually even be more productive at home, even if we just feel that way. Yeah. And now we have another thing that you could uh, argue with your boss about. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Pones from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.